Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I've been writing film reviews online for about 25 years now, and you can read all of my written work at my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out the other podcast that I do that looks specifically at films of the 1980s. A lot of history and trivia you'll find in each episode Around the World in 80s Movies is the name. Find the link at my website, quipster.net. Today I'm going to be getting into a film that is out in some theaters, but also debuted simultaneously on the HBO Max streaming service. It is called Tom and Jerry, and as you can imagine, it is based on those characters that have been around like over 80 years now, mostly in short animated form. The cast for Tom and Jerry, at least the live-action components of it, are Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Rob Delaney, Cullen Jost, Pallavi Sharda, and Ken Jeong. And the voice work includes Bobby Cannavale, Lil Ray Howery, Nikki Jam, uh, Tim Story, who is the director, also contributes some voice work here. The screenplay is credited to Kevin Costello. Tom and Jerry obviously have been around, like I said, since about 1940, but most of their work has been in very short cartoons. But back in 2009, there were some successful films that came out that had this hybrid animated live action that had old cartoon characters. 2007's Alvin and the Chipmunks, you had the Scooby-Doo flicks before that in 2002 and 2004. They were lucrative for their companies. Warner Brothers decided in 2009 to put Tom and Jerry as a property into development. They had acquired the rights to Tom and Jerry back in 2006. From there, the film really languished in development hell pretty much since then under a variety of different story directions. A lot of different screenwriters came on board and then went. And then it finally now is getting a release here in 2021. But due to the COVID-19 pandemic, of course... It's coming out in theaters and at home for some people who have HBO Max. Now, I would say if Tom and Jerry, this movie, succeeds at anything, it's it's really in making the film every bit as mindless (laughs) as the cartoons back in the heyday of the Hanna-Barbera characters. Back in the day, though, they weren't necessarily considered as mindless. They actually won quite a few Oscars, a lot of Oscars for the shorts that they did for MGM back in the 1940s and 1950s. But this marks the second attempt to try to catapult the cat and mouse characters to the big screen as a feature film. They did a not-so-successful effort for Miramax back in 1992. A lot of people rejected that version of it because it was kind of like a, a musical and Tom and Jerry spoke, and a lot of people didn't think it was the Tom and Jerry that they knew and loved. But unfortunately, most adults, I would say, have long since outgrown the kind of slapstick violence of cartoons like Tom and Jerry, depicting Tom the Cat chasing Jerry the Mouse for several minutes at a time, incessantly on morning TV during our childhood. So kids, I think, might grow a bit bored with this version because we have to follow the antics of a lot of live action players who are the actual stars of this film. Tom and Jerry are more supporting players, even though they get, you know, some screen time here. 
This film is set in New York City. It's filmed mostly in England, but Chloe Grace Moretz, she stars as Kayla, who's this streetwise con artist, and she steals the resume of this highly qualified applicant that is going for a temp position in the upscale hotel called the Royal Gate. Now, through a series of mishaps, Jerry the Mouse ends up taking unofficial residence in that five-star establishment, while Kayla decides to hire Tom the Cat to be the exterminator of that mouse that's going to preserve the immaculate reputation of the hotel, or so she thinks. They're set to host the wedding of the century there, so it's very important. A couple of social media celebrities of unknown origin are going to be getting married there, so all eyes are going to be on the hotel. Meanwhile, Kayla's rival within the hotel, his name is Terrence, played by Michael Pena, he's out to make sure that she fails before she gets the advancement that he's been sucking up for years to try to attain. Unfortunately, with a mouse and a couple of cats and a bulldog and a whole bunch of other animals, including some elephants roaming around the hotel, trying to keep calamity from ensuing, that's going to be a near impossible task for all involved. Now, Tom and Jerry is directed here by Tim Story. Tim Story, I think the only stamp of authorship for Tim Story for this film seems to be his choice to infuse the movie with a lot of decades-old rap and a score by one of his favorite composers, Christopher Leonards, that dips into some very outdated funk rhythms throughout, existing neither in the present-day setting nor really reminiscent of anything that you really heard in Tom and Jerry's past, so... A very curious choice here for music. The original shorts did use a lot of orchestral, big band jazz in some cases, but a lot of orchestral scoring. Tim Story felt that that might date the film a little too much, so he employed a more modern effort. But it's an attempt to make the classic characters seem cool, maybe hip for today's audiences, but a lot of the music here still seems stuck in the 1990s when Story was cutting his teeth as a director of a slew of R&B and hip-hop music videos at that time, so he hasn't really progressed much since then. Although the screenplay has passed through a lot of hands over several years, Kevin Costello gets the sole credit for the script. I don't know necessarily that he wants sole credit. He really fails here to live up to the promise of his debut feature, Brigsby Bear, kind of a cult favorite for some of us who like that kind of oddity. He's making here material that lacks much in terms of ingenuity or any kind of stamp of originality. Now, the film retains the stylistic choice of Tom and Jerry not speaking, although they can clearly read and write and sing when they want to, when the situation calls for it, so it's kind of weird for them to not really talk. But most of their animal brethren, every non-human, by the way, is animated in this film, they seem to be able to talk as freely as they desire. One other thing that hasn't really toned down from the early days of Tom and Jerry is the level of comic violence that's employed by these animated characters. They still engage in these battle royales trying to kill each other without any regard for the consequences, either for each other or the environment around them. Giving credit, I think, where it's due, Story is a huge fan of the cartoon characters, and he did want them to be exactly how they were in the shorts that he grew up loving. However, while the cartoon characters are as violent as we remember, there is an element of potty humor here that's introduced in 2021's Tom and Jerry that seems fairly unwarranted. For instance, one scene, Spike the Bulldog is being taken on a walk and in the middle of a crosswalk, he decides he's gonna squat and defecate in the middle of it in a scene that takes about 
half a minute, some sort of way to humiliate Terence at the other end of the leash, who inquires in disgust, having to pick up this mess. How many burritos did you eat? Now, flatulence also bubbles up from time to time. Few of these characters at regular intervals, usually, of course, during inopportune moments. That's supposed to be easy laughs for the kids. The cast is full of actors who have done, you know, much better work, let's face it, in the past. But they seem to have joined on thinking maybe they should do something family-friendly. Unfortunately, none of them really elevate the material into something that's actually amusing or really entertaining above maybe five-year-olds. The producers originally wanted Jennifer Lawrence as Kayla and Peter Dinklage to play her rival Terrence, but they obviously were interested in doing bigger and better things, so they cycle through many alternates before they landed on Chloe Grace Moretz and Michael Pena. Moretz, for her part, she studied films featuring Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston, where they played women who maintained likability despite doing some things that weren't necessarily so nice. And she also watched episodes of I Love Lucy for how to handle physical comedy. Oddly, though, Pena, he's supposed to be the actual villain of the film, but he seems to come off as likable throughout as well. Maybe that's intentional. The mix of live action with cartoon animation is going to remind many viewers of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That seems kind of a commercial choice here by the studio because filling the screen with live actors does help promotional interviews for this film where the two main stars don't even have voice actors to tout because they don't really talk. So while the animation is reminiscent of the cartoons of old, I mean, their character designs are very much in line with what we remember Tom and Jerry are supposed to look like. The live action elements that dominate most of the runtime, they're not nearly entertaining enough to keep the attention, I think, of most members of the audience for 100 minutes. The characterizations here are generic. They're not nearly clever enough to evoke much more than maybe an occasional chortle in the comedy department, and that leaves only the rampant violence between the animated animals as the only way to hold the attention of toddlers throughout this film. I think adults nostalgic for the characters. I think you would do better to search for the classic cartoons online instead of having to sit through a largely unfunny and very noisy modern take that's filled with a lot of stuff that really has nothing to do with Tom and Jerry, at least as we remember. Meanwhile, I think a lot of kids, they're likely to find this maybe initially appealing, but it ultimately doesn't deliver enough humor or moments of interest to stay in tune with the film throughout. I think it also probably will turn them off to see some of Tom and Jerry's earlier and more inspired work, unfortunately. At least those old cartoon shorts managed to sate one's desire for animated mayhem, and it did it all in about seven to ten minutes each. So my advice, I think, is to, if you have kids who really want to see Tom and Jerry, is to probably, if you must, show them those old Tom and Jerry cartoons. This film is definitely just as violent as those old ones. It's also a lot longer and a lot more of an ordeal to sit through as a result. So two stars out of four is the best I can give Tom and Jerry. If you want to write to me, if you've seen Tom and Jerry and you have your own thoughts on this, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, my Instagram, and my email. Email, I do think, is the best way to get in touch. If you have any requests as to what kind of reviews you want to hear from here on out i'm all ears kind of like jerry in that respect you can also write to me and let me know 
If there are any movies now or in the future that you want me to keep on the radar, write to me at your leisure. Until next time, thank you so much for listening, and please enjoy your time. Anytime you either get to go to the movies or you're catching a flick in the comfort of your own home.